we have to create the right vibe, you know, the energy and everybody at the organization has to feel so privileged to be here. It's, it's no other way. Thanks for listening to the Purely Arsenal podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at Purely Arsenal FP for all the latest Arsenal podcasts. Welcome back to an episode, a new episode of a Purely Arsenal podcast. It was supposed to be the A-team here, but they're dropping out like flies. Neil's 60th birthday. Mike's got kids running around, biting his ankles. Um... So it's just myself and James Johnston here. How are you doing, James, mate? I'm very well. It's good to be back. Uh, obviously, would have liked to have the whole, like you said, the A-team here. But uh, yeah, happy birthday to Neil. He's probably going to watch it back. So happy birthday. Happy 60th, and, um, mate. And I hope Michael has managed to salvage that living room by the, by the video he said <laughs> he's got kids running carnage he said so yeah, he's, he's, yeah, uh, bless him. we're sitting here two days before the Euro- European Championship final and who'd have thought that England would be in it right 55 <laughs> years is it um, since we made a big national tournament like this country's going crazy James you're over there obviously I'm far far away but watching it happily from afar so we're going to talk about that a little bit but really we're obviously to talk about Arsenal our last podcast was way back after the the 2-1 home win against Tottenham you told me right yeah where I think we're probably sitting around where we ended up in the league eighth, ninth, and obviously then, you know, but we still had the hopes of, of Europe, right, and Champions League through the Europa League, but that came <laughs> crashing down um, with a whimper. So we're going to try and avoid talking about all of that and focused on what we like to focus on at the moment when your team's finished eighth twice in two seasons, which is the transfer window. <laughs> So what yeah, we're going to do... There's not much. There's not much else. <laughs> yeah, there's not much. I was like, should we evaluate the season? I was like, let's not depress <laughs> ourselves. Let's move straight on to, to what we hope can be um, a sign of change and uh, a revolution, if you like, in terms of the transfer window. We say every transfer window is massive. They get bigger because the team's getting worse. As the team gets worse, the transfer window gets bigger every window. But it is really big. And when you evaluate it like we're going to do, it... Honestly, your stress levels and anxiety levels go up because you just cannot believe how much we've got to do. We, we're sitting here on Jan, uh, July 9th. Um, preseason has already begun. Our first game is four or five days away. And I know the Euros is going on, but I think it is quite um, concerning how little activity has actually mm-hmm. happened. There are tons of rumours, but how little activity has actually happened yet. So we're going to go on and we're going to evaluate um, the the transfer window, um, what we want to do in it, what we think could happen in it, things like that. And um, we're going to have a look at it from there. So James, looking at the, the, the transfers, Mikel Arteta, obviously massive season for him, massive season f- um, window for Edu. Um, if you were to look at this window, knowing we're only in three domestic competitions, what should be the overall strategy going into the transfer window for, for Arsenal Football Club? Okay, so for, for me, overall, I think you've got to look at three key attributes. So those three for me, first and foremost, is technical ability. I don't think other than um, Pepe, Saka, ML Smith-Rowe, Parsi to an extent, mainly the midfield for me is the main area is we have no player 
of technical ability, like top tier, what our class is technical ability. You know, like you, like we were talking about earlier, a Santi Cazorla-esque two, you know, even if they were just one-footed instead of two-footed, like Santi, you know, Santi was blessed. He was, was two-footed. Yeah, but if you were talking Cesc or Nasri or... Yeah, there, is, there is no one, there is no one like that at the club. And I think you need that. You need that massively. The second key attribute for me is, is character. Now, in November, you might have got it where you are. I don't know, because I know some of the things feed into YouTube and everything else. Um, Alex Scott, after Arsenal lost to Aston Villa, done a brilliant interview on BBC with Arteta. And she sat with him and said, you know, how far away do you think this Arsenal team are? And he said, I'm a long, long way away from what I want it to be. Now, since then, there's been other interviews where he's gone. I'm a bit closer because I've got rid of, you know, what I deem to be bad characters, you know, characters that for some reason, even though he knew they were going, he made them captain in Europa League games. Now, they were games that were throwaway, you know, Dundalk and whatever, when Mustafi was the captain. Still baffled me, still baffled me. I'm like, this is a guy you can't stand. You say he's a terrible influencer, but he gets given an armband to it. Yeah, we're getting signals, Mikel. Exactly, exactly. Um, so character, I think, is a big thing. And he talks about as well that with the fans coming back, obviously they're going to respond and they haven't had the response. You know, they've, they've had smaller crowds per se, but they want he wants the players that buy into what he wants, have what he classes as the good character, and then the fans respond to that. And that creates a further energy, which pushes it to where he really wants it to be. So I think that's a big thing. And then age for me is a big thing as well. I, I think experience, yes, but I'm talking at least under 30 now. I think we've gone for some players that are over 30 and they've all been short-term type of signings thinking that it's going to get you to where you need to be and it's not worked. And you've, out- ends, yeah. Yeah, and you've outlaid a lot of money on that. You've outlaid a ton of money and they're, most of them are deemed surplus and most of them didn't get to where you wanted us to get. So yeah. that's my that's my three big... Yeah, areas. love the first one. The Because it, it doesn't get spoken about enough how much our technical quality has dropped, even since the latter Wenger years, to be honest, um, you know, where the team was clearly sort of deteriorating still. Um, we still had those technically, you know, gifted players. You can even put... It's a very bad example, but the likes of Mkhitaryan, people that were much more comfortable on the ball than what we have mm-hmm. now. Do you know what I mean? And then obviously you're losing one of your more technical players in, in maybe not more sort of gifted, but, you know, Danny Sabas has gone, who was a bit more technically gifted, but slow, Xhaka to a certain degree. So it, even more now it needs to be, it needs to be replaced. And, and I'm thinking maybe one player, obviously Odegaard was top of our list, but maybe one player is not enough. And maybe we need to, we need to get one more in. And maybe that's a sign of what he's doing in the centre-back position as well, which we're going to get to. So we're going to go through, I think you're spot on there. I think even age profile, even, mm. if we're to believe the rumours, a lot of it's 21 to 25, 26, isn't it? So it might yeah. And be lower for a lot of that, and I think the left back backup is a sign of of us sort of trying to you know rejuvenate and and go younger with the squad. So I agree with all of that. Um, starting with goalkeepers, so where we're at on July 9th is obviously our goalkeepers are currently Leno, 
Um, a Conquo who just signed a new deal, Arthur Conquo, who's very highly regarded, come through the Arsenal Academy, um, 19, I think he is, six foot five, you know, very, but lo- lo- largely really highly regarded, even from the mm. Wenger years, wasn't he? And um, Runnison, but there's strong, strong links that Runnison will be leaving. And I think even if he doesn't leave, I don't think he's going to be in the, the, the top three goalkeepers. I think that Conquo is pretty much um, that, that contract decision has decided that. So, James, what I want to know, the rumour mill has kind of been going again, and I don't like to go too much in depth into is it is this a true rumour, is it not? Because let's face it, even the, the, the well, the, the tier one sources as we were talking off air, um, we're, we're finding more and more now is that people know less and less about what's happening in Arsenal, I think, in the last couple of years. Mm. So um, party example is a perfect one when, you know, 24 hours before almost no one said it was possible. Um, what do I want to know, obviously some of the rumours though are Onana from Ajax, Ramsdale from Sheffield United, Johnston from West Brom. Um, we're talking a bit of the homegrown stuff there too. What would you do in the goalkeeper position um, bearing in mind our, our number one goalkeeper also has two years left on his contract mm. and there, I don't think there's any signs that one, we're offering him a new one or two, that he would be willing to sign a new one. Yeah, so <laughs> I can't go back on what I've said for the majority of the season, which is I'm not a big Leno fan. Um, for, for, for me, I, I would be looking to sell the guy, which is very difficult considering in terms of number ones that are available to buy, very, very difficult. Renarsson for me shouldn't have been bought in the first place. Um, I think again, that goes back to the inexperience in that he was recommended by a goalkeeping coach. He trusted the goalkeeping coach and that's been proven wrong. And that's again, that's another write off that we're going to have to look at. Um, out of the linked, out of the ones that have been linked, Johnstone for me is the best of the bunch in terms of the backup because I, I, you know, I wouldn't see Johnston coming in as first choice for us. Um, I also like the look of this Woodman. I think he fits the profile, and I, I think he wasn't that expensive. Ramsdale, if you're going to throw the rumored twenty-five to thirty-five million that Sheffield United want, then he has to be the first choice. I, I we're not in a position, I think that financially we can go, we can spend 35. If we are, then that's a complete change of ethos from this board or that's Jeff Bezos's money, which we'll touch on later coming through and they're going, we can afford 35. And also Ramsdale for me, isn't the guy. I, he doesn't fill me with a ton of confidence. I, I know that he's young and he can develop and goalkeepers tend to get better and develop, but we got one that's 26 that's terrible. So, you know, I don't think, I, I, I just, yeah, I don't feel it with Ramsdale. Um, Onana, like you said, such a difficult thing because of the ban and everything else. And then you mentioned as well about the African Cup of Nations and everything else. If, if it's a deal that we can possibly do, I think you have to do it because he has all the attributes. And again, the profile, like we've said, that fits the system that we want to play. And also with the David Louise and Xhaka going, we lose that long passer and Onana has that in his locker. You know, you, we've seen goals where Edison has, for City, has booted it 
and it's dropped and landed at an Aguero or a Leno Sterling doesn't or have whoever. That distribution. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah, all right. It's not the most attractive thing, but if you can just route one, you know, like in American football, how Mary catch. It's an option though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. If you've got it in a locker. Yeah. You, you, you take it, you know? So that for me, I think is, that's too good of a deal to pass if it can be done. And a Conquo, I've heard really good things and I look, for, I look forward to seeing him play because I think he's going to be the guy who starts at least against Hibs and possibly Rangers as well. Mm. I don't think, I just, I think the people that have been at the Euros aren't going to start. And I can't, I can't see why Renarsson, who has come back from potentially, he went to sort a deal out to go to someone in Turkey. Turkey. He's now come back. I'm like, would he have to I? I don't know. I haven't seen the pictures of him in training. Did he have to isolate when he went come back from Turkey? I don't know how it works. He was in the um he was he was definitely within training. I saw him in pictures. Oh, I didn't okay. see him on the pitch, but I saw him doing yeah. the, the, the the sort of stuff in the gym and stuff. Right. So oh, so your ideal, just to kind of see where you're at, is um you would like me, would replace would try to replace Leno and do you think mm-hmm. the best way of doing that because we're not really hearing rumours we certainly heard rumours about Leno being he went back on it a little bit but I think he went back on it probably because he maybe knew it was going to be harder to, to, to leave Arsenal than he thought especially when he's on 120 grand a week and got biscuit hands mm-hmm. um, so I, I just wonder um, I personally what I'd love to see the club do because I think the one thing I'd add to your key to this transfer window in that because our games, we've got a 38 game season plus the cups, 38 game season, right? Which we've never had or not in our supporting lifetime since we were very were kids, right? I would love to, what I really, really want to see is players that improve the first 11. That's what has to happen, right? No more of this depth. We've got so many players on the books anyway. We've got to get rid of them. Can't get them out the door enough. It's like a flipping revolving, just get out. You know I mean? So we've got to improve first 11 players, right? And um, I think, at, at goalkeeper level, I think some people would say wait on it, but I think the only way to do to to really force that is to to buy a number one, and it forces Leno's hand. Mm. The Onana one f- becomes more complicated because of his ban from positive drug tests. He can't train till September, can't come back till November. He play for a month and a half, and then go to the African Cup of Nations. So in theory, if you're buying Onana, you're buying another goalkeeper that's ready to come in as well. Exactly, exactly. Because you're forcing... If you buy Onana, you're forcing Leno's hand. You're forcing Mm. his hand because you buy Onana. He's a number one goalkeeper in the Champions League. There's no way he's coming in on a drugs ban to be a number two. He's coming because you've said to him, you're the number one, mate. As soon as you're ready, you're in, right? Mm. What does Leno do? What's he going to do then? He's going to either say one or two things. He's either going to go, well, I'll just sit on my contract and sign really big in two years. But coming up to the age of 30 with a World Cup 18 months away... He's not going to do that. He's going to say on his phone to his agent and he's going to go, get me out of this club now. I don't want to be on the bench for a club that finished eighth last season. That's what he's going to say, isn't he? He's going to say, I would love, because it's not a huge outlay, it's seven million, eight million for a number one goalkeeper and his wage is 30 grand a week from what I read. You could, trip, you could triple that and be under Leno's. Um, I would love us to go, I'm going to throw it at him and I'm going to wait and see what happens. But the issue there is you've got to do it early because you've got to let this play out. And um, I'm thinking, you know, I'm sure things are much more complicated than I'm saying, but I, like you, would love to replace number one. That would mean also having to bring a number two in. And I, like you as well, love the 
idea of a woodman. I know he had an issue in the playoffs with Swansea, was it, where he kind of yeah. made a clanger. But yeah. overall, he's been, he looks pretty good. And obviously, mm. he's owned by Newcastle. And we all know there's a there's a player that they're quite interested in over yeah. Newcastle. And they don't have a lot of money. So it would make, mm. you know, it make a little bit of sense. And my choice, a bit like you, I'm just checking that you're, you're saying, I would love to see two new goalkeepers coming, to be honest. Unless a yeah. Conquo was somehow yeah. our number two. Well, 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 this is it, is that I think that they're not going to, I think they're not going to do it. So I think a Conquo is going to be thrusted in. Uh, however, it's one of them where, you know, okay, goalkeepers are very, very tough position, but, you know, Saka was thrown in very, you know, same age, 19, well, 18, even he was younger. So it's what it's one of them. It could, he could turn out to be absolutely great. He could be better than Leno. We just well, don't that- know. What would I, be I, I don't know enough about him. No, to, me neither. What would be lovely yeah. is in those preseason games if he if he shows up a little mm. bit and, mm. and may, maybe just maybe in the back of their heads they go, well maybe he could be a number two and maybe we can just focus on the number one. That would be nice, yeah. wouldn't it? Yeah. Because I wonder. Yeah. I mean, at the moment he's basically a Matt Macy replacement, isn't he? But ish. I think Matt so. Macy's yeah. Like third yeah. before Runnison came yeah. in. Um, mm-hmm. So and I wonder. Conquer must be looking at it, going, you know, what's the what have they sold to him for him to sign that contract? They yeah. must have said, here's your progression into the first team. Mm-hmm. You're going to let me look at you in preseason must have been a thing, right? And well, maybe they're mm. going to loan him I out. Think, I think he's probably been told, maybe not FA Cup, but I think League Cup, I think they've gone, you will play at least League Cup games. And, you know, barring any injury, you're, you are the number two. I think that announcement that he signed indicates that he's the number two. But Edu but, says number three. Mm. Well, then, it's weird, yeah. but we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree, though. I think it's a little bit odd. There's, there's a lot to happen mm. at the goalkeeper level. We, mm. That's what we want to happen. We're number one and, and number two. Realistically, that's not going to happen. So yeah. I presume you think we're probably going to get in a number two. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's a damning indictment of the club if they spend heavily on a number two when they sold a number two who in our eyes was a number one for less than what we're reportedly going to spend on a number two. And when we know the number two that we sold was better than all these goalkeepers we've just discussed, basically. So it is a real damning indictment. I mean, you literally have to be a moron to do that because you just said, right. You you didn't basically, we said when we sold Emmy Martinez, we said, Oh sure. People were going on about, yeah, but we said, you know, Leno's our number one and you know, we're going to buy a backup number two, which is what we did with Matt Ryan on loan. You know, we said, we're just going to have a guy that's clearly the number two. Now you're saying you want to compete for those positions again, but that's exactly what we had. (laughs) You've moved away from that. You can't. So correcting your mistake is one thing, but that, that, you know, spending big on, on that area is just, is, is absolutely ludicrous. Right. But at the same time, spend too small when you get Runnison. So I see kind of the, uh, the dilemma. So that's what yeah. we want a goalkeeper. Let's see. We want, an, we want a whole new goalkeeping unit. Well, I think this is going to be a, a, a pattern as we talk on um, with the team, because we're, we're not big, biggest fan of a lot of these players currently in preseason. A lot of the players that I just don't like are back. I've noticed. So, <laughs> um, I'm like, Oh yeah, he's leaving. He's leaving. Um, let's discuss center backs. Now I don't want to go too cause we discussed, so much offline William Saliba um, obviously that was a well that was a massive mistake in terms of the the fee 28 million for um, you know an 18 year old centre back at the time is he worth it is he not well to be honest we don't know we don't get a chance to see him but that proves from the club's perspective and Arteta and Edu have to take some responsibility here that was a that was a mistake I know Arteta wasn't there when the signing happened but 
you've got a 28 million centre back, it's your job to to at least you know give that player a chance. Unless, for example, we have you know Liverpool like centre backs that don't concede, and then you know you you don't have the opportunity to give them a chance. But we don't. We have people that make mistakes week in week out. So yeah. that was the weird thing. So, but the the one good thing about the club is they're not letting it drag like it did halfway through last season. At least they're dealing with it early. Last mm-hmm. I read, imminently he is going to Marseille without an option to buy. Um, what's your thoughts? Obviously, what's your thoughts on where the responsibility lies for, for his situation? And what's your thoughts on there ever being a possibility for William Saliba to have a career at yeah. Arsenal, especially with this current management setup? So this this is extremely tough for me. Really, really tough. Um I can only really speculate on what I think is the problem. And I feel this manager may or may not like the player. Um, I think he doesn't like how he's conducted himself in the past. Um, You know, he had a few things even last year on social media that were a bit, what's the word I'm trying to look, look for, you know, a bit close to home, I'd say, in terms of I'm not directly slagging you off. But I'm sort of there, like I'm near enough digging you out, but not to the extent where I'm fully digging you out. Um, the outlay on the fee and the potential of the player for me is too strong to completely write off. However, I look like I said, those three key attributes that I feel are for me, I feel character in terms of Arteta is in his top three as well. And I think once he don't like you, you can't win him back. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, we wanted we wanted more cutthroat people because we said, you know, there were times where... He's consistent with it. He, he, yes. He's, sorry, he's consistent with it. Let's mm-hmm. carry on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, I think, I think he could be done. I re- and that is tough. I, but we, we, I'll have to, we'll have to see. I really, really don't know. But even if he wasn't being loaned out, I know people were like, oh, him and Gabriel to start. I never saw that happening. Even if he was, to, if he don't go on loan now, there is no way that he starts week in, week out. And I don't think, James, no I, don't way. Think, I don't think that's the, I think people, because people get on me on Twitter about just having an Arteta agenda or something, but, but, <laughs> um, but it's not really that it's, um, you know, when you've seen that, you, I don't think we're even asking for him to start. What, what we're asking is, let's have a look at him. I yes. mean, let's have a look at him. And people say, well, he's, he sees him every day in training. If he knows, he knows. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of evidence to su- suggest that we can't really trust in that because mm. w- he trusted in Eddie and Ketia to come back. He trusted in Willian to be better than Pepe. He trusted Martinez was worse than Leno. There's a lot of examples of just seeing it in training from this is not necessarily enough right so that's where our frustration comes in is that we don't fully trust the process so we question we question it when we're not seeing a 28 million outlay and our defenders aren't good enough yeah i mean like you say as well from everything that i've been told by people that you know have seen it themselves from when the club do um the open days and what everything else and from just the coaching staff and everything granite jacket have said it's the most focused and the most intense in the training. Yet sometimes in games, that guy drifts away, falls asleep, set pieces. He starts yelling, going, that's your man and everything. Well, it's your man, mate, actually. It's not. Yeah. So like you said, what you do in training and what you do on the day, yeah. two, different, two different things. 
you know, and that's, that happens in every walk of life. You know, the job that I'm at now, there are days where I get in there and I walk in <laughs> and I'm like, I've had my headphones on whilst I've been on the bus or whatever. And I'm like, you know, I'm smashing this today. Then I sit there and go, oh, no, I don't fancy it now. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. You just, it's, 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 it's the attitude and the application. Yeah, it is. You're right. But um, I think, it, I mean, you don't know with the manager, right? The manager could train. I'm not being pessimistic here, but, you know, for me, Arteta is very, very lucky to still be in this job at the moment. Some people say I judge him from next yeah. season. From my perspective, I think, you know, he's a little bit on borrowed time already, to be honest. Mm. Um, he's judged from the first game of next season because yeah. at any other club, I don't think he would still be here, to be honest. No, any no, other no, club honey, of outside. Honeymoon's over, mate. Honeymoon yeah, is over. Absolutely, right? It's absolutely. That's not not supporting him. That's just fact. No. Right? People say that to me. They go, why don't you support the manager? I'm like, I'm not not so If he turns it around, I'll be absolutely... Like mm-hmm. after the FA Cup final, I didn't want anyone to manage our club other than Arteta. I said, I, I'm, I believe in this guy. I, I think he could do it. Then he lost me throughout a 12 month full, yeah. full season, right? And and that's fine. That's fine. That's just that's just realism, right? Yeah, but you know how it is on Twitter. You're not allowed to change your mind, mate. You're not, You're not allowed to change your mind. You're also not allowed <laughs> to criticise anyone that's employed by the club. You know, this was. I mean, I was calling out Guendouzi and Özil 18 months. Um, you know, 12, 12, 18 months ago. But people, as soon as they realise they're not going to be at the club anymore, then they bash them. But I'm like, well, no, I'm going to bash them while they're there because I can see they're not good enough. Do you know what I mean? I liked and, Gwen Doozy, man. I know I got slated for it. I liked him. Yeah. Liked well, him. he had a bit of character about him, but I think he, he's literally annoyed everybody bar Unai Emery, which is a bit yes. odd, which yeah. is a bit strange. So I think he just won too many. But also, he's, like he's, he's, he's a Balotelli, mate. You know that they're under, there, under all that, there is something there, but it's like, how to get that out of you? And unfortunately, <laughs> there's less and less of those making it. Have you noticed? Yeah. 10, yeah. 15 years ago, those players, they got away with it more. Mm-hmm. But now, certainly we've got a stickler and a, dic- a bit of a, a, an ego-centric dic- dictator for a manager who is, bar the Willian Dubai thing, is pretty clear-cut whether it's your captain or not. He's like, you do not. And I, I, you were going to lose me and I'll never come back with you. And and, yeah. and I, I can't knock him for that. At least he's consi- I cannot knock him for being consistent there with that. Um, the William one froze me a little bit, but eventually he did just pit him out. And, you know, it eventually took a while, but he did pit him out. Um, let, we're loaning Saliba. That's happening. So put it, let's, let's draw a line under it. We're, we're signing a centre-back. Now you said, and, and, and I, I think I laughed at you. I said, you said we're, we're definitely signing a centre-back, Jack. Mm-hmm. This window, this was way before, this was months ago. And I said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, James, if we do that, then we've got some explaining yeah. to do. Um, now, I've come to terms with the fact that we're signing a centre-back because mm-hmm. we, we've early, we've dealt with the Saliba situation at least. Every summer window we're signing a centre-back. But I'm not sure, maybe you're, yeah, like exactly. And it just seems all, like it's, all, it's a go-to thing. Under Arteta, you know that's top of the list every window, just to sort of calm the nerves. But <laughs> I, I think... Um, I don't know if any of us expected us to make this big an outlay on a centre-back three, four months ago. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, because it sounds like, I mean, we don't know what we're going to spend elsewhere, but it sounds like it's going to be one of our biggest, if not our biggest signing of the window. The most strong rumours, which are very strong now, I think Neil wouldn't want to discuss it, but I think we will, (laughs) is Ben White. I didn't know a lot about Ben White until the rumours came about a month or so ago. The other other rumour is... um, is the, guy, is the lad from Leverkusen, whose name I've yeah, completely looked sober, who's a similar fee, yeah. I'm being told, yeah. maybe a little bit less, but similar fee. Yeah. Um, who I like, I like Beef Sober from uh, 
Wagamamas. So yes. if, he's anything, if he's anything as good as that, then I'll be uh, I'll be impressed. I love a quick Wagamamas. Stop. <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. But thoughts on thoughts on on him. Thoughts on the price. Um, my biggest concern here is not ben, the Ben White issue. The more I watch him and hear about him, the more I like him. And I can see Arteta is looking for, in a lot of positions, a player that's proven in the league. Um, and in specifically for centre-backs, a player that's a little bit more experienced in this league um, and very, very good on the ball because he kind of wants to replace that that Luis um, gap that we've that we've lost obviously um my biggest concern here is is the price and i get a lot of it's not your money what do you care about it that is not a good argument when it comes to arsenal football club history tells us actually one it is our money because you know we, we, we pay the biggest price in europe but two if we're going to spend this here we're probably going to cut ourselves short somewhere else and and that's proven in history maybe something changes what's your thoughts on that so yeah again um do I think it's the smartest move to spend our biggest outlay of the summer on a centre-half? No. Honestly, no. However, I rate the player. I think, And I think the player would make a big difference to us. Um, I'm actually one of the few that like Rob Holding. Uh, I, know a lot, I know he divides a lot of opinion, but... I think in terms of how he was getting on the ball, he was gradually improving. And if you look at the stats, his numbers went up compared to how they were before in terms of actually playing out from the back and being more progressive. Um, Mari as well, I quite like. I know um, some people were like, oh, still haven't really seen enough of him or he's a bit too slow for me and everything. I, I think he's good to have in there from a point of view of... Um, He's vocal and I think he's a good sort of leader type. And I think with Louise going, we spoke off air, you know, and Jack are potentially going as well. You lose that. And I think he's a good communicator and a good leader. What kind of communication do we know about Ben White? Because my concern is Gabriel is quite a quiet guy. Obviously, he's coming in and yeah. still learning the language. Mm. But a bit like, a bit reminds me a bit of Koscielny early doors. He, yes. He, do you know what I mean? And mm. uh, it makes similar errors to Koscielny, though shows tons of potential. Um, mm. So Ben White, what do we know about his abilities? Because the, the theory is here, it's going to be a Ben White, Gabriel, when everything evens out and people yes. back from the Olympics. Um, yeah, well, he's injured, isn't he? He's not going, isn't he? He's done his knee. Of Gabriel. course, sorry, Gabriel. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a chance so he could be could, back. Could be yes. a chance. Yeah, it could be a chance he's back, yeah. Which, again, for me, I think starting the season, Mari and Ben White ain't too bad for me. I, I, that, well, for Ben me, White was, might not start the season either. We're no, no, because he's break. Been, yeah, he could be, yeah, it could be because he's had a break. So, so like holding Mari, maybe. Mari, that don't bother me. Mari and holding doesn't bother me. Uh, if, you, if we know we got the quality coming back, it, it doesn't bother me. I mean... Well, it was one of our better partnerships last season. Yeah, and, and I think as well, um, Ben White, before the... I think he... Did he... He played every game for Leeds in the loan season. And then was it something like he played every game for Brighton last year? Or something? Yeah, he played it like bar one or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the season just gone... Sorry to whittle on here. Mikel Arteta used seven different players in various combinations at centre-back. Can't be doing it. Well, the main thing for us, and we've said it, and uh, Neil is the biggest proponent of it. Neil was saying it nearly every single podcast was, 
I want a defined partnership. I hate that. I'm like, you have to have the same two that are consistent and they know each other and they know what they're doing. And then we play all the way through because of the advantage. And like you said a minute ago, there's less fatigue now. So, that I, you know, really, other than if, you know, we have an outbreak because that's, you know, it is still a thing. I know some people are thinking, oh, the 19th's coming up. It won't exist anymore. It'll still exist. <laughs> it's, still it's, it's still going on, yeah. yeah it's still going to exist. Um, and in case we get proper injury stricken, there's less fatigue. Yeah. There is less fatigue there now. Yeah, no excuses there. And we talked about, especially the manager, hating the Thursday Sunday. Most of the Thursday Sunday, that's eradicated now. Yeah. So you know, Saturday's three o'clock. Saturday's three o'clock. Yeah, you got a whole week to prep. Yep, it's the consistency. And um, yeah, I think I think in terms of centre back, whoever you know, Ben White and Gabrielle works for me. I I like it. I I think. Yeah, I'm fine with it as well. And um, obviously, it's good that he saw that we needed. I mean the presumption was Saliba might be that player and be ready. Obviously he doesn't believe that. That's fine. Mm. Obviously I'm more concerned with the deal and more concerned, obviously with the price outlay for the player that's coming in. But if it's the player that you want and we can still satisfy all other areas that were clearly of need in my eyes before centre back. So I'm talking your centre mid, your 10, your right back, yeah. your back up, left back, and maybe your goalkeeper. Then. Okay. My concern mm. is, we, we, we go for cut price deals in one or two of those. I, th- I think if we're being honest and we're probably going to touch on it later, you've got two of them sorted in a way. Not fully, but you've got two of those positions sorted. So it's the it's the three that me and you are going to talk about in a minute that I think yes. need big, yeah. big addressing. So one position that's sorted is, I mean, it's not officially announced, but we are ITK, so we're in the know. <laughs> um, but Nuno Tavares is isolating. It's been widely reported he's isolating in, I think he was even at London Colney today, yeah. done with his isolation period. So expecting that to be announced probably within the next three or four days. What is your thoughts? I'm going to try and put the the, the, the non-footballing stuff aside um, for, for now with with because I mean we, it, obviously it's a bit disturbing but if we can avoid that let's talk about him as sort of a profile age experience um, I'm quite I know you have reported on Nuno Tavares before and had concerns about him as a left back and in terms of experience I spoke to a couple of Benfica fans that I know about it. they were actually very positive on Nuno Tavares they were like yeah really good young like an up and coming player what I do like about him just from watching him in clips and reading about him a bit is one he's young um, athletic, very athletic. He reminds me more of a Wenger-like backup left-back signing. Armand Traore, Gal Clichy. I know some of those didn't work out, but, yeah. but well, Gal Clichy did, but Armand Traore was terrible. Mm. But I liked the fact that what Wenger did was basically go, well, Ashley Cole's my best left-back, clearly. A bit like Kieran Tierney. But mm. he went, what I need to do is I need to replace his attacking output in terms of his athleticism, his running, his agility, his ability to go out and back and not replace him with someone like Kalashnikov, who clearly can only go one way, um, or or someone that is far more um, defensive, like a like a Cedric example, if you like, that doesn't get up and back much on the left yeah. side. So I like the profile, but 
you have some concerns just specifically about the individual. Yeah, I mean, um, I've never seen him properly play apart from when he come on as a sub and Saka rinsed him to cross the ball in for Aubameyang. Saka However, rinses everyone though. Well, there's that, but also, <laughs> you know, for the last couple of years, I've seen Arsenal fall back, stand off, stand off, stand off, stand off, stand off, stand off, stand cross comes in, goal goes in. So if he's already got that in his locker, he's I'm made for be- I'm not going to be disappointed when it happens. I know that that's an attribute he has, so I'll be I'll accept it because yeah. I'll go well. I've seen him do it anyway. <laughs> um, like you've said, won't judge him on outside of the football stuff because you know a bit. You know, it is unfair in a way. Um, on the dogs however, mainly. Well, <laughs> it's not just that you know uh, the the. the uh, the slagging off of his teammates ain't uh, the best. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because times where I'm like, do you know you're on record or on camera saying this about your teammates? You know? Oh, he's done a lot of that, has he? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. so it's beyond. Not, I've, I've not seen that. I only saw the dog I'm, stuff, I'm, which I had to click I'm, off away from. I'm like, do you know this is, do you know that, you know you're on, you know, you're live, mate? <laughs> oh, wow. So, but, um, Jay, he, he, you've got to he, judge him on what he does for Arsenal. That's the thing, you know. He's got my full backing until he gives me a reason not to trust him. And another thing I will say here just before is last season, we were purely left side dominant and that run Tierney and Saka towards the end into the ground. They were, they were shattered by the end of that season. So him helping relieve Tierney more, because we know Tierney's had problems in the past. He's freely admitted. He got told to have injections that he didn't really want to have, but they were like, look, mate, you're doing it because you, you're playing. Can't not have you play. You're too important. So I think, I think again, it's a, it's a good move in terms of the age, in terms of, you know, like you've said, this get, you know, you watch the clips. He's clearly athletic. It clearly, he's, he's clearly got a bit of pace and a bit of something about him, so it fits the bill for me. You know, it does. It does the job. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you have the fee? Eight million ish with two million add-ons, so ten. Really? I think it was euros, so so. So I, I think personally, because I, I was initially judging the window on we're going to do our most necessary stuff first, mm. but I think I, I don't think you judge it like that. I think I yeah. don't think the left back backup position was a huge concern to Arteta. If it was, he would have done it in January. Let's be honest, mm. because because he'd he'd. Um, he basically went for another goalkeeper in January instead of it, didn't he? And yeah. um, he would have done some sort of short-term option in January, wouldn't he? So he basically, I think he's looked at this and said, I want to spend as little as possible here, but um, I'm not going to get an experienced guy in because I don't have those European games to give the experienced guy because an yeah. experienced guy like Bertrand or someone comes in and he wants to play. He wants to play. Yeah. But with this guy, the hope is if Tierney stays fit, which is a big if, but the hope is he's not really going to be used that much. Mm. Um, now, he may still be used, you know, you know, it, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, but really from the start, he, he won't be used that much. And hopefully Tierney can mm. stay fit, which has always been our biggest concern. So I'm okay, like you, I'm okay with it. A little bit concerns, you know, with some stuff, but in terms of the way he looks, profile, his speed, his agility, I think he ticks a lot of boxes that some of our other options that we've signed there in the past, in the more recent yeah. past, haven't and I think when you look at but when you look at Arteta you know I mean the, the it cost us massively when we lost him didn't it because we went back to Xhaka at left back and you know in those two legs against yeah. Villarreal it, it cost us massively it, it's a weird one because you're saying there about potential of lack of minutes 
we somewhat have these two systems, especially when we play these bigger sides where we revert to the five. So it could well be that he puts the Tierney at centre-back again and Tavares gets in that way. But I think when you touch on the right-backs, someone who I think holds value and could be sold probably will be kept and he'll be a left wing back or a right wing back going forward. I think he, I think he's going to get given another chance, but I know you'll touch on that in a minute. Uh, I presume you're talking about Niles. Yes. But, okay. Yeah. Um, so let's go right back, uh, which I think yeah. I missed off the list. I mean, I don't know. I missed yeah. That's hugely important. That's right. yeah. Now, some people are not in the know, but some people are saying, you know, they see the centre back outlay and they see the amount we've got to do in this window and time ticking away. And they're thinking, you know, we haven't got enough time to do everything. Something's going to give here. And they look at the right back position and we've got four right backs basically on the books. If you want to include Niles in that and um, Cedric and Chambers and Bellerin. And in theory, James, I would say we probably have to get rid of two of those in order to buy one, um, I would say, especially with the amount of games we've got this season and where we're trying to strengthen in other areas. Now, my question to you is, do you see two of those being sold? If so, which two? And what? who would you like to see come in? Because for me at right back, I've got player theories for every position, but for right back, I mean, I love Lamptey, but it's been completely pushed out of the window. But other than that, I don't really have someone that I'm holding on to. But the reports are, if you believe the people that, kind of get things right with Arsenal is that we are definitely in the market for a right back this window but do you think we'll sell two if so which two and, and who do you, who would you be looking at see I think looking at everywhere else I think right back's one that will probably be left to the last minute and or potentially might not get done at all because I of the lack I, of sales maybe I think possibly but I think Arteta was really impressed as, as was me with some games, with how Chambers did when he come in. Chambers as well, if you look at him, very unassuming, very nice. You know, you, you ain't going to get back chat off Chambers. You ain't going to get issues with Chambers. Into, I don't think Chambers is going to moan that he's not playing. He'll be happy very to be back up. Play. Exactly. I think, I, think he, I think he rolls with it. Um, Bellerin, I think, is 100% gone, you know. Lovely guy, uh, always will you know good servant to the club and everything else. But in terms of the level where we want to aspire to be and need to be, he ain't going to get us there anymore. So I think he's definitely gone. Cedric just seems to be happy to be anywhere. And then when you've got the wife that he has, why do you care if you're playing football or not? If you've got to stay at home. There's worse people that you can stay at home with. If he, I doesn't was him, get, he doesn't care. He literally doesn't care. If I was him, I'd be angry that I've been asked to play. I would rather stay in with the wife. It's <laughs> a great shape as well, though. So amazing shape. Amazing physical yes. shape. Yes. And, um, but I think, I mean, if we even if we want to get rid of Cedric, I don't think it's going to happen. He's on 65 grand a week. He's mm. ageing. The mm-hmm. best you might be able to do is, is loan him to someone, possibly. Yeah. But um, yeah. I, I do have concerns about receiving a fee for Bellerin too. I think a lot of people feel Bellerin is going to be highly sought after. Mm. I think it might be a difficult... I think we'll get rid of him, but I think it might be difficult to get the actual fee that we want yeah. for him. And yeah, you know, I mean, he, um, Milan are asking for a loan and, and you know, after, after receiving 70 million for their centre-back, they want yeah. to loan our centre-back yeah. and pay in a couple of years it, because money's a little bit tight at the moment apparently well in a, yeah in a Milan are in absolute dire circumstances yeah, mate. Yeah. Um, 
But for me, I look at it and I go, right, if they've gone to you, look, we'll do 10 million for a loan this season. And then once the loan's over, we will obligate to buy and pay 15 mil. So we don't get the 25 million up front, which is what we want. We've gone that we want 25 million quid for him up front. I think if you look at it on paper, you go, right, you know, right, is it, is, is it that big of an issue? I don't think it is. Most, most fees are paid in instalments, so I don't oh, really yeah. see a difference. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? You know, we, we pay for Pepe in instalments and we're this dirty, cheap, you know, dead club. Yeah, United big. pay for Sancho in instalments and, uh, oh, it's yeah. smart. It's really clever from, oh, it's brilliant from them to do that. Yeah. Bought Bakaya Saka's boot cleaner for 80 million. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny, so, funny how it works, but the, in terms of... Who do, who do you want? Yeah, who do you... Well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's. I think he's going to stay. I think he's probably. Gonna, but for me, I would be going to him, and uh, I won't. Sw- I won't swear because I know that it can affect the older YouTube. Um, it, but it is, you know, that word will get off the pot time for him. So it's like, do you want to be here, and do you want to play right back, or because if not, go. So are you thinking we don't buy one then? I think not. I think I think he really? looks at it and go. I think he looks at it and goes, because I think he always wanted Maitland-Niles to be it anyway. I think he really likes Maitland-Niles when he come in. Yeah, so, I disagree. I, I think that ship sailed, to be honest. Okay. And there's two reasons for that. One is where he got loaned to and where he was playing. I mean, there was clubs in for him that were far bigger than West Brom that mm. wanted to play him at White. At they didn't give his agent. The- and yeah, his agent. And also he he basically said, I don't want to play there. And yeah. and the second thing is he's come out already before the windows basically even opened and said, well, I want to know what's going on with me at Arsenal. I want to know, you know, am I staying? Am I, am I not going? I'm like, hold on a minute here, mate. We gave you multiple chances at right back. You said you were a winger, central midfielder. Now you want to be in goal. It's not, it's not this isn't secondary school football anymore, Ainsley. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, this is just proof of a player with, it's where talent meets attitude, isn't it? Because Angel McNeil's got all the talent to be, the, I, I think, the first choice right back, to be honest, Same. or right wing back, or, Same. you know, all the attributes that you want, everything that you want, to be honest. But mindset, gone, gone, mm. gone. I mean, and that's why he has these dips and moments and, and mm. completely you know, brain farts and moments and games. He's being featured a lot in all the photos yes, and the promo, which I'm makes up. me think, I'm like, I think you're going to... Mm, I'm thinking that's just to try and get in the shop window. Is uh, um, Here he is again, it Southampton. Work, yeah, it, it does work both ways. Yeah, I don't know. I would bet, let's see where we're right. We're going to listen back to this at some point. I'm going to bet that we get someone in. I'm just not sure it's going to be the kind of level that we are... Ho- I mean, you, we need a first choice right back. That's for sure. Right, yeah, well, all mean, of those players I, we're talking about... Where I was to- backing this Selic guy from what I saw from Lille. But watching him at the Euros, I'm like... Meltdown. Ter- I'm like, you, you're terrible. I'm like, I've, I've, I feel so bad I back this guy. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. you genuinely look awful. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, Max Aaron's been very quiet and Yeah. And um yeah, it's interesting. There's, you're right, there's no real player that I'm saying 
you know, this is possible mm. and I want him. So I find it difficult, but that doesn't mean that we don't need someone for me. I still think we need someone that's more agile than Callum Chambers mm. can get, you know, can get up and back far more, but isn't Bellerin lost his athleticism. And I, that's why I struggle to believe we're going to get the fee. I, I think anyone that's watched Bellerin over the last 18 months and has their sort of clever hat on must be sitting there going, he is never returning. This is not the same player as the guy that burst past Bayern Munich. Um, you know, and did it at that age when he took over from Debushi. This is a shadow of that player. Mm. And this is, it's not going to return. It's just not going to return. So again, um, it's it's another one where, you know, Tyler Adams has been linked. I like that link, but it sounds like he's... Again, again, it goes back to what I said earlier about Anana. If you've got that player there, then don't look elsewhere. Take him. Get him, yeah. Take him. The issue there is they've got... I've been a fan of that guy since New York Red Bulls because obviously I dipped into New York Red Bulls when Henri went and I watched more and more and more. And um, yeah, he, he impressed me big time. The issue there apparently is his contract. They got a good, they got a good centre mid there at the moment as well. Caceres, he's yes. another one that in a few years' time, look at look at him. He's, at him. He's, he's he's very decent player. Okay, okay. So yeah, the 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 thing I'm hearing about him is contracts pretty difficult to get him out of, mm. and they've got the American coaching that he's very, yeah. very close to. So yeah, I think it's the it guy that brought him through. Yeah, so it becomes a bit more questionable. But let's see. Like you, I think it's one we'll do late. Uh, well, n- nothing's being done early, so let's put that way. But uh, I think it's one we'll do late. That's the defence done. We think mm-hmm. centre-back's coming have in. You, have you got any name in your head, just quick? Right Honestly, other than... Lamptey was my one last time we spoke. Oh, yeah. Bit, yeah, yeah. Signed a new contract with Brighton, got a hamstring injury, um, was out for the season-ish, and um, that's kind of gone. I don't... Mm. I, and, and I know that sounds a bit hypocritical to say we need one, don't have one, but I don't really. There's no one that's sort of flashed out to me. But mm. I just know we lack the attributes in that position. And I think it's vital. It's vital for Pepe and Saka ahead of them. Um, mm. It's vital for us, our centre-backs to feel a little bit more uh, safe and strong. I think it's vital for, for our production going forward because he uses fullbacks so, so, yeah. they're so key to our tech, the yeah. way our tech wants to play. And like I mentioned earlier, it's all left. You get yeah. dual. You it's too and it's too yeah. yeah it's too predictable it's too predictable yeah, so centre mid which is about a podcast in itself but let's try to do it in <laughs> 10 minutes or so what we didn't think last time we were on the podcast I don't think any of us thought that Granit Xhaka was going to be sold so this to me is coming from the player I presume yeah. a year ago when he sat down with Mikel Arteta he wanted to go to Hertha Berlin. He, he'd been abused by the fans. He told the fans to do one. They had a terrible relationship there, which has been somewhat, you know, sort of savoured and correct, corrected. And Granite Xhaka himself has had probably his best season at Arsenal. Um, yeah. I presume, though, he probably said, I'll give you... I'll give you 12 months. I'll give you another season. Um, mm. But, you know, my, my goal is to be moving on from this club because the, the full the full connection was never really there. And I think the signs of that was when he got sent off against Burnley and we all felt, you let us down again here, Granite. And, you know, he refused to, to say anything, didn't he? He refused to say anything about it. And um, you just felt there that he was, you know, he, he still, that, that, that never really been being kind of um, sorted out, you know, with with, with, the, with the fans. And he, he wants to move on, fair enough. Um, I am of the opinion, now, obviously, Danny Ceballos has gone back to Spain, thankfully. Awful, awful season with Arsenal he had. And I was talking quite highly of him after the FA Cup final. Same. Um, so we're, we're going to get two central midfielders in. Do you agree with that? 
Yeah, I mean, oh, what on top of the one that we've potentially already sorted? So let's talk. Let's it? let's talk. Yeah, one more on top. So let's talk. Oh, okay. We've already sorted. So Lukonga yeah. from Belgium again. I'm not going to act like I didn't know a lot about him until the links came out. Anderlecht, 21 year old captain, I think for Anderlecht. I think he was. He was in and around the Belgium squad, um, but didn't quite make the cut. Um, for the, which is no shame in that. I mean, Belgium's <laughs> got a pretty solid squad. Yeah, but. I like. I really like this signing. I think it looks really good. He looks, um, looks, you know, profile-wise, good on the ball. Has a lot of experience at the top league level in Belgium, which obviously isn't to the level of the Premier League. But for his age, is very, very impressive. Um, what's your thoughts on Lukonga, mate? Yeah. So I've never seen him play. So for, I'm not going to pretend that I've seen him play. Um, you know, I'm not. That's not how I act. Um, I haven't even, I just watched clips. Yeah. 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 No, I haven't even done that. I haven't even done a YouTube scope of him. Um, from everything that I have read, th- this is a very, very good signing. Um, you know, company apparently was very influential telling him to go to Arteta. Um, Craig Bellamy, who's the assistant and elect as well, said to him, go to England, mate, go to England. You're good enough. You know, go there, show what you can do. Um, from how he looks and everything, you know, just stature, statuesque and the age and everything, he fits that profile. And also I think he is more of that Sabiosi flashy type player than what everybody wants us to have, which is like a destroyer that goes next to party. So it's that balance, you know, there'll be some games where you probably want your destroyer along with party in there to help that. But there's other ones where no, I need I need the progressive ball player or the one that runs a bit further on, and everything else, and can interlink with you know, like you said, your Lacassette, your Smith Rowe, and everything else. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm excited to see that guy play. From everything that I've read, he sounds like a very exciting, very good young player. So I've got no problems with it at all. Reportedly had his medical today in Holland. Um, I'm not sure why Holland, but in Holland. And um, obviously he's, he's not joined back up with the Anderlecht squad. So again, this is a player that you'd assume in the next 10 days post-isolation um, in in London, he will be announced. Um, like, like you like it. This is a kind of player we should be going for. Not too big, 17, 18 million fee. Um, young, up and coming, um, lots of attributes. I think that we lack in the middle. You know, he's he's like you said, he's um, not the destroyer, but he still has a lot of those athletic attributes. I think, and he is quite good on the ball. I mean, it, some of his delivery and his range of passing that I saw, I was quite impressed with it in those clips. So, I'm, but I'm not convinced that this player, certainly under Mikel Tetter, is coming in to start. I presume, no. like you, he's a Danny Ceballos replacement, and we're putting that as a third midfielder. Um, so the question now is who, and I think this is one of our biggest outlays alongside the centre-back, is who are we spending the money on to replace Granite Xhaka? And mm-hmm. there's two theories here. Well, there's probably more, but there's some links that we've got. Ruben Neves, Basuma, your ideal one, I presume. Sander Burge, Camavinga, Renato Sanchez, a few others I'm sure that I'm missing out. Um, who do you think we'll get? Who do you want to get? Who do I want is Basuma. Not very quiet. Have, have done for months. Have done for months. Who do I think? I think it's going to be Ruben Neves. Um, yeah. And, you know, that doesn't bother me. I like Ruben Neves. I like, I think he, I like him a lot. Um, you know, 
the set piece coach that we had before wasn't the one that Arteta wanted. He wanted the one from City. He's finally come in. So he's got the new coach that he wanted to begin with. Um, so for me, I'm looking at it going, you bring Ruben Neves in, that's delivery from corners where you've got quite, you know, statuesque guys there. He's a very good set piece. That can head, yeah, that can head the ball. Because our corners have been absolutely terrible for a couple of seasons now. Absolutely terrible. Um, free kicks as well. You've got you've got penalties. So there's that to him. And I think the fee was 25 mil. Well, so think, let me I just think, hold you there. So the yeah. original fee I looked at was 35, 40 mil. When it first broke from the oh, Athletic. Really? Okay. Now, I'm, I presume, and then it went very quiet, but... yeah. I'd be I'd be much more much more positive on on that kind of fee with you. Mm. Do you have any concerns, James? That he was obviously in the Portugal squad, um, but you know, in that central midfield, it was the likes of William Carvalho and even Moutinho and people like that coming on and playing. But he mm. never, I don't think he ever featured. Um, obviously, that doesn't mean anything necessarily. Mm. It's down to the manager oh, and things like that. I can't remember sadly. I'd love to be able to go. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he. I don't think he featured. And mm. but, but again, when I watch Neves, I mean, some people are saying you know it's no. It's no different to Xhaka, and I agree in a certain degree. I, I think he's a very similar type of player, but I think he offers a lot more from what I see. I think he, he does. I think he offers a lot more in terms of goals. So he gets forward a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I think he's slightly more mobile than Xhaka. I see which, that, yeah. Which is a big, a big difference. But for me, and, it, and it's really hard because if you look at it, you sign in, you sign Basuma. I'm over the moon. I'm ecstatic. However, come January, you've got Party, El Nenny, and him gone. So it's like, who's your midfield then? So we, that makes me think he's going to look at the likes of Neves and go, he ain't going anywhere. And when Party does leave and El Nenny does leave, he's got you know Laconga in there. Or he's got someone. He, he might find someone else that can go into that CDM, you know, role next to or a centre midfield role next to a, a Laconga or whoever it may be. Yeah, could even be, could even be Joe Willock. You know, we haven't even mentioned him yet. We're so. getting there. We're getting there. Well, yeah. I, I put him into the eight ten bracket. You can tell me if I'm yeah. wrong. But yeah, again, no, very hard to define Joe Willock's position, which may come into it, the problem. It, but. It's, it's really hard because Basuma is the one that I've got my eye on, and I, and I know you're a big Camavinga fan as well, and huge, that's another huge Renato Sanchez fan too. By the way, yeah, that's another one where I'm like Camavinga. If he's there, you got to take him. But he ain't he ain't what people you know he ain't what people want. Yeah, he he is he is the conga but far more advanced. Yeah, and it, he's it, not he's not got that defensive type of play compared to the others. Um, Renato Sanchez, as much as I would say, yeah, if Basuma doesn't come off, what a signing he'd be. He's going to Liverpool, mate. I think. I think he's already... The only thing with Renato Sanchez is um, Liverpool fans... I speak to a lot of Liverpool fans is um, he does have a little bit of a questionable injury record. Yeah. And that, that's a concern for, for, for Liverpool. But I think... I mean, I thought he was fantastic in the Euros and I'd kind of slept a little bit on Renato Sanchez, maybe because of the Swansea stuff and not watched him much. Yeah. But, um, but 
really good at very mm-hmm. very press resistant and I really want a press resistant central midfielder I think that's I one think of the key attributes we want yeah, I think, we I think Basuma has a little bit of that but if we're to get Basuma this manager would have to change his philosophy a little bit because the brain of his team for every minute almost that he could be was Granit Xhaka. He wanted a deep lion quarterback style playmaker who gives the ball and he gets the ball and gives it. And that's why I think someone like Neves makes sense. I mean, there was links to Jorginho under this manager, you know, less than 12 months ago. Why was there links? Because Xhaka was going to leave, we thought, and we thought we were going to have to replace him. And I don't think that mindset's changed. I don't think he's gone, we need something completely different here in midfield. I think he's gone, well, we're losing a player. I didn't want to lose because I told him we could we could sell him this summer. Um, we need to replace him with someone that's like him, but mm. maybe with less limitations. And I, to be honest, I think that's what Ruben Nevers is from what I see. I think one of his biggest attributes that's different from Granite Jacker from the clips that I watch of him and when I've watched him play, mainly against us, is um, I think he releases the ball a little bit quicker than Granite Xhaka. And I think that's really important because I think our we are far too slow at progressing the ball and yes. it's really, really struggling. So yeah. although, like you, it, I would go with your... I, I assume I, there's a couple of signings I'd pick ahead of him. I'd pick Renato mm-hmm. Sanchez ahead of him too. Really? Um, yeah, I, I, I really like okay. Renato Sanchez. Yeah, I, yeah, no, no, fair yeah. enough. No, I, I think he's a great player, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't pick him over Basuma. But no, yeah, inter- no, I, I, maybe not over Basuma, but over probably over Ruben mm-hmm. Neves. But but then Camavinga. I, I mean, I dreamt of Camavinga once I heard the links, yeah. but I never believed it. I never believed That's he was going to take a 28 year old and a 24 year old in Sabas and Jacker out and replace him with a 21 year old and 18 year old. He's not going to do it. The, the, the thing, the thing for me is, is um, we're all saying. You know, you want you want the Sanchez or the Basuma because that unlocks party. So with party, you're like, right, the table's there, tablecloths there, plates there. Just get 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 you make the food. And unlike Ruben Neves, don't offer that protection to party to do what party needs to do. I'm not sure he does so, it, to be honest. So it's, it's yeah. So it's like, is Party going to be more of a dual role type player where he's going to be enforcing as well as progressing, or is it he stays the same as what he sort of is now, and you add Neves to it? I see. I I think deep down you need the destroyer. I think yeah. Arsenal need the destroyer, but. Like you went, he has to completely change how he yeah. sees things through. And uh, that's why. And also from the outlet in Portugal that I saw the Neves stuff on last night and earlier today, they're saying 25 million. So maybe it's dropped. And the manager I'm, come in. And- well, and, and I'm like, that's a, that's a good price for someone. If you would, if you were to say, we're going to sign someone that's similar to Xhaka, but gets more goals, is more progressive and more mobile for 25 million quid in Ruben Neves. I think that's that's silly not to take. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree with I'm not I'm not against the signing. My concern more is, you know, how he fits and and, and is this yeah. I was more into 
changing and, t- and, and, mm. and creating something new from that central mm. midfield because I felt the limitations from Granit Xhaka, even at his best, were still very, very obvious. But yes. so we're going with, with probably our opinion. We're definitely going to sign two, the Conga being one plus one. Mm. And we're thinking maybe uh, the interesting thing there is I, I wondered for a while whether he'd want to replace with a left footed play, you know, like when we've had Xhaka, we've had Petit, we've had Edu. There's always been, not always, but lots of times a central midfielder with a left foot. None of those options are left footed as far as I'm aware. Renato Sanchez, no, I don't, maybe he is. No, I don't think he is. Um, no. Um, I'm not sure about Camavinga. Uh, I forget now. But um, but yeah, I, I, so I think the Neves one is one to keep an eye on for sure. Let's do number 10. Number 10. So we've got, I, I don't want to talk too much about the Smith Rowe contract. I'm going to be for once optimistic and believe that this club cannot be so stupid as to screw that up. And if we can, if we can nail down Balogun with no minutes, we must be nailing down Smith Rowe who literally had, I mean, he couldn't be have been more important to the side in the last six months. So I believe the belief is there from the player. He knows he's he's playing first team football at Arsenal, which has been his dream for years. I do not believe anyone like those silly Midland club down there going to go and take off Smith Rowe from our club to replace Grealish because they know he's on his way. Um, and Smith, I'll tell you what, have a look at what Grealish was doing when he was Smith Rowe's age. He didn't have any calf muscles for one, I'll tell you that. And um, secondly, he wasn't at the level that Smith Rowe is at right now. So that that's for sure. So I'm going to assume that's our one number 10. And I give him the number 10 shirt to seal the deal personally. Um, the question now is, will we sign someone in this position? Again, secondary, some people have said they think we may not because of the centre-back outlay and too much to do. I actually think, unlike the right-back position, which I'm 50-50 on, I think we'll definitely sign someone here because we brought someone in in January in Odegaard. He was absolutely vital when, when he was fit and... We were, we were so keen to get him back. So I think we'll definitely get someone, even though Odegaard is out the window. Question is, do you believe that? Who do you think it will be? And and touch on what you think that may or may not mean for a Joe Willock. Mm. So first and foremost, um, you've basically said half of what I wanted to say. Anyway. Sorry, I do. No, 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 I don't care. That's that's fine. That saved, that saved me whittling on. Because um, <laughs> I know I tend to whittle on sometimes. Um yeah, I know Lacassette wants that number 10 shirt. Oh, no. not do that. No. No, no. And, and for me as well, you buy someone, whoever it is, because this for me, Nick, goalkeeper's my main want. If we're going to do priority, I want a goalkeeper more than anything. But we're, both, we're both very anti-Leno on this podcast, aren't we? Second, second to the goalkeeper. This is the next biggest position for me. This is this is massive, massive stuff. Um, and you go to that person, whoever it is. You know, if we splash on someone who's sensational in this role, I'd still go. Smith Rowe's my main one. You, you, you. I, I, I go. You have to, and I know Smith Rowe can play wide. However, Martinelli's at the Olympics. I totally understand that. Saka's probably going to get a break because he's been in the Euros. But you can't play a Bamiyang out there anymore. You can't. You just can't. He must have learned um, that lesson. Pepe has to start for me. Has to start, and Saka has to start. You know, if 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 he's not going to be given a break. At least if he gets pre-season, you know, I probably don't think we'll see Saka pre-season until that Chelsea or Spurs game. 
for the mind mental health charity cup thing we're doing. August eighth or something, yeah. Yeah, I don't think he plays in I don't think he plays in any of these ones that are coming up. Maybe even the ones that yeah, I mean, oh, he might play in America because the fans might want to see him. He, he's a draw, isn't he? he he's someone I think that, legally, though, legally they have to be given like three weeks, don't they? Right. Okay. Because I, I think there's like some sort of law there that they're like they can always call themselves back early, but they have to yeah, be the ones I, to initiate I th- it. I think, I think if, he um, needs it. He needs the American. You know, the American listeners we have will be quite upset with me saying I don't think Saka might play over there because he, he's a draw. He's he's an entertainer. He's someone you want to watch. Yeah. So yeah, he probably he probably will play in America. Actually, looking back on it. Um. But yeah, this is this is difficult in terms of uh, the league. So you, you you think it's really important. So you think oh, yeah. we're going to get someone? The links yeah. that we've had so far: Madison, which I know you loved, Sabitzer, um, yeah, Steve Brendia, and Husamoa, which is strong this week. Ma- Madison, I know you don't want to touch him with a barge pole. I know you don't. I genuinely don't want to touch any English player. It sounds incredibly stupid when we're in the Euro <laughs> final. More for fee and the fact that I think we're doing quite well in producing English players. So that's yeah. my, my biggest thing. Just, and, and despite what we said earlier about Ben White, we're happy. And we love Ben White. But it's, it's, it's he's, other English players. He's the clear exception at this point. Yeah. Yeah. See, Madison, for me, I look at him and I'm like, he did a business for Arsenal. I know, I know you can't see it, but. A little bit I'm injury like, concerns last year, though. I think I think he'd really he would I think he'd step Arsenal up a bit. Madison, I don't not think really. he's a good player. The concern no. for me is the fee. Like I always thought the fee was going to be ludicrous. Leicester aren't mugs, aren't they? Yeah. And my concern is giving that amount of money. See, seeing the 70 like to 80, 70 to eighty million. Yeah, for a team that's directly. And they know how to spend it, mate. They know how to spend exactly. this. You know, exactly. you're going. You're going. Here you go. What's he going to do with this? Yeah, they'll, like pluck, that, someone, you know I mean? they'll pluck someone yeah. out of the air. That's, yes, yeah. diamonds. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that's my concern. Yeah. But So you think we'll sign someone. Um, mm-hmm. who, who, do you, who do you think it will be? Husamal um, Awal is a really strong link. Was hugely yeah. strong. Like We know we were in for him last year. Yeah. Now the price is half the price of last year, mm-hmm. which makes it really difficult to believe we wouldn't at least be interested there. So mm-hmm. do you think anything's changed there? I of, of all the links, I think that's the guy that's probably going to happen because of, like you said, you got you know some people may not remember Arteta was pushing for him instead of Thomas Partey and had to be convinced otherwise by Edu that you know no 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 you need Partey more than you need so he clearly li- likes this player a lot and I think reading again today and again it's all links you know it's hard because it's not none of it's concrete like you said we don't really know again if he's 20 to 25 million pounds that's that's cheap that's cheap that's one you look at and you go for a player of that quality and again it's another one of if you don't one of these lot that we're, you know, we're in a little Someone's bit, we're in, this chasing, we're in this chasing pact, you know, yeah. we, and we've got a very, very good advantage in terms of there's no other yeah. competitions and everything out. And we have to take advantage of that. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think it's a bit, sir, I would take as well though. If Sabitza was available, I, I think he's a tidy player. I like him, but cheap as well, apparently. Yeah. But if you've got an hour, Instead, you get our, I think. Well, he's your high technical quality player from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, very, very comfortable. I know a lot of people want Grealish. <laughs> if no, they, they ain't selling him to us if we ain't going to give him Smith right Again, there. Again, no, I, I wouldn't 
I wouldn't spend it. I mean, I I, I know Greer is a good player, but um, do you know what? He, he I don't know how fast Usamao is, mm. but when I he's he's really technically gifted. I mean, re, I mean, I'm talking beyond Grealish technically gifted. And one thing with Grealish is he really he, the reason he goes down a lot is. You know, he doesn't really have that pace to push past people a lot, um, as much. So he gets fouled a lot, doesn't he? And it, and mm. he's. But I also don't think I don't think he's a both way player really. I think that's why Gareth Southgate doesn't trust him as much, and he keeps bringing him on. He, Saka is a both. You know, when you same as Mason Mount, in fairness, who's a very very good player, both way player, right? Both way. They they know they can trust them both ways. And managers like this, I, I see a lot of Arteta in Southgate, to be honest. Um, they want both way players, right? And who's more? I'm not saying that's what he is, but he he plays a lot deeper. I wonder if it hints if we do make this signing at a change of system to maybe a four three three over a four two three one, because most of the stuff that I read about him is he plays in a three or sometimes on that left side. Um, so I I want that would be quite interesting to me, right? If you if we would play him in a three with you know party, yeah. you know, and that would be really really interesting. But like you, I think you know. Out of all of those deals, that one seems to make the most sense at the moment. It could change next week, obviously. But I think both of us agree that we, we have to get that position. And I don't think it should be Odegaard coming in didn't limit Smith Rowe. Do you know what I mean? No. So mm-hmm. so there should be no... And Odegaard apparently was our first choice of anything this season um, until yeah. we decided that Real Madrid were going to finally give him a go. But... um. But and and again, I loved Odegaard, but I wouldn't spend fifty to sixty million on him. I, no, I, don't, I, I wouldn't do that. I, I really, yeah. I do like the player, but I wouldn't spend it. Mm. So I just think one to watch. So we, what do we think for Willock? I personally think, and I know I was going to give you the answer. I think Willock is our most sellable asset this window. That's what 100%, I think. Hundred percent. Therefore, and I know Mike is going to hate this one because he's a he's a bit of a he wants Willock back. I think, but um. I think we have to sell him if a bid above 25 million comes in. That's my opinion. Oh, cool. yeah, 100%. Yeah. Have when, to sell are you, when are you ever going to get that money again? Not going to happen. I mean, because, there's a chance he has a great season. We, I don't think he yeah, will. If we keep to the him, level. If, we, if we're going off what we're saying, if we keep him, right, you've got to remember, we've, our competitions are limited compared to what they were before. He got a lot of minutes in the Europa because we played weakened opposition per se. Now he done the business against top top clubs in the Prem for Newcastle. Would he get those chances at Arsenal? I don't think so. Maybe he might have changed the mind now, and he might. However, I, I'm with you. I think you've got a club there that potentially have a player that you also want in a swap in Woodman potentially, potentially. Um, their fans they can't really abide their manager they can't stand their owner but they love the player that would give them a little bit more you know that gives them a little bit more boost of credibility if they bring the if they bring that player in and I think the player would also go I'll go back there you know I, yeah he's used to playing every week now I've, well there's that and also I've, I've been out a few times in Newcastle yeah, I've been up to their stadium a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are football mad. The northeast is football mad. You know, even Sun, you know Sunderland, Borough, all of it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, when when they love you, they love you forever. And I'm like, he could cement himself there as a top 
guy that they, you know, they could hold him in high regard for a very, very long time. But I'm interested to see what we do. I yeah. really am because he's another one that, you know, we're talking about the African Cup of Nations. If he stays, he's another one. Can you play him and Neves together? You know, See, I don't think there's any, even, even with Newcastle, which which play 70, 80% of the game without the ball. Mm. So it's a, it's a different scenario. Joe Willock's basically playing as a second forward for them. And that's why he's getting in the yeah. box all the time. He, he wouldn't be given that license. And the issue I have with Joe Willock more than anything is um, I don't believe he's got the technical quality to play in a two. I don't think he has it. He is great at getting into the box and scoring goals. And that's something we do massively lack. But in terms of being a possession-based team and things like I don't see it. I don't think he's got it. No, so no. I, I, I've, I've never really felt he was going to be a player that that, that, that makes it at Arsenal. That doesn't mean to say he won't make it somewhere else. But I think we'd be, I think we'd be silly not to listen to offers. And I don't think Newcastle would be the only offer. I think people, we talk about our players and play, people not wanting them. Look how hard it's been to get rid of Gwendouzi and, and, and Mavropanos gone for five million or something. We're, uh, he will have people that want him. He's English. He's just scored seven in seven. He's young. Mm-hmm. He is a sellable asset, and that is a success. Look at Wobi; it's a success if you sell player for that price. I think um, yeah. that, that's that's played forty or fifty times for Arsenal and never really convinced us. Now maybe he's made a adaptation and change, but I mm-hmm. think you've got to run. You've got to sell somewhere, and I think this is a this is a sellable yeah. asset. Like James Maitland Niles, I think these are sellable assets. Yeah, I think I think he gets a shot um, it, next week. Oh yeah. For sure, and we'll, we'll and possibly in America as well, and then we'll see from there. Yeah, we'll he'll play preseason. No, I I a hundred percent agree with you. Is he the player that I would sell the most out of all of them? No, you know, Willian is the one I would get rid of the most right, first, of course, yeah. and then Leno, and then Leno after Willian. But if you're talking to me about which one can we sell and actually do the business on him every day, day of the week, yeah, exactly, perfect. Every day. And you believe there's, two, there's two others? There's two others that I'm like any club in the world will want to buy them, but I ain't selling them. I ain't oh selling yeah, them. You, <laughs> you want Smith Rowe or Saka? You you jog yeah, on. Those, are, those yeah. are the ones, and, and I think. So I think Smith Rowe's signing. I think it's announced. So Maybe, it might take two or three weeks to be announced, yeah. but he's signing. I think he's signing, yeah. and I'm gonna we're gonna stick with that. You summed it up brilliantly earlier, man. If you can convince Balogun, who's played nothing to yeah. do, you know. And in fairness to Mikel, he has this knack of convincing players that you, like, yeah. look, at, so we were in the situation with Saka last year. Mm-hmm. Imagine that now. Imagine yeah. us sitting here now. Well, I mean, and there was a real tentative period where we were like, oh, I don't know if this is going to happen. But he, he mm-hmm. somehow, even when the team is not doing very well, he's able to convince people that we're quite highly regarded to say Martinelli got a new contract, you know, Balogun new contract, Saka, and I think Smith Rowe will be the next one. So that's credit to him. Strikers yeah. and forwards, I think this will be where the least activity happens. Yeah. Um, do you think William will leave? Yes or no? I don't see who pays it, mate. What if we do an Ozil-like thing? I don't think they can do it again. No? Gosh, it may, you, do something, we, James. We keep saying about how they're making themselves look stupid. They're great at it, aren't they? I know, but I'm like, you, you're adding more and more and more. I, I, don't see, I don't see what club... Uh, and, you know, I thought the Miami one was perfect. 
But then when he demanded club, more eh? than when he demanded more than what Higuain earns and all that, yeah, he's a moron. Like, no, but you know what? what <laughs> again, again, I say, what what is the issue with us say, doing? You know, saying, hey, you know what? We'll pay half his wages. You pay the other mm. half. He's off the books. We're saving a hundred grand a week. There you go. Yeah, you know, like, like I know, I know. Yeah, but he, he'll be like that Winston Bogard, mate. When the he was at Chelsea, yeah. he'll just go. I'll sit this out. Yeah, I don't care. That, I think that's the biggest problem. He's settled oh, in London. He's got his restaurant. Restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The only push there might be getting Luis out. Do you know what I mean? He's got no no real friends at Arsenal anymore. But I don't think he'll care. Um, uh, so he doesn't care. He flies to Dubai in a pandemic. Then he doesn't care. But yeah. um, Balogun, will we loan him or will we keep him? Keeping him. Do you think so? Yeah. So there, there's the Eddie, question then. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie's going to go. Eddie's going to go. Are you going to cry? I, <laughs> I know I was the president of the Eddie and Ketia fan club, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. the ship has sailed. He's going to leave. I'm me. quite encouraged by the fees being talked about with one year left. 12 million isn't bad outlay for because mm. we, we screwed it up a little bit. We should have done this six months ago, minimum. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, I agree. But that doesn't necessarily I mean he's not been playing. So it doesn't necessarily mean anyone comes in. Lacazette, the most likely scenario, would you say, is him? either seeing out his contract or being offered an extension? I think he gets another year. I think Does he sign already. for another year? I think he already has, but they've just not announced it yet. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, the one thing we're there would be to say to him, look, Alex, um, no one's paying you 175 grand a week, even when you're on a free, mate. So mm-hmm. might want to sign another year here and get mm-hmm. the big money for another year. He's, and he's, he's massively influential amongst the just group. Just about to say that, yeah. You've, yeah. Lost, two big char- you've lost two big characters. Yes, and he's out of the. If you if you were to say to me, James, who's the three biggest influences in that dressing room from last year? I would go Louise number one, Shaka two, Lacassette third. They're both gone, so Lacassette's number one now. He's numero uno, isn't he? Yeah, I'm fifty fifty on Balogun. I don't know whether he's going to be loaned or not. I'm fifty fifty on it. I think it's silly. Yeah, I mean, probably. I'm just trying to see where. I mean, obviously, cups, right? FA cups, and if one of Lacquer mm. or Orba's injured, and Orba's going to the African Cup of Nations, is he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah. so then, obviously, yeah, there's game time there for him, probably. Mm. And then, but how then, Eddie got these minutes? There'll be Balogun's minutes now, which is yeah. what people wanted in the first. But place. a lot of Eddie's were well, a bit domestic cups, but a lot of them were mm. Europa Group stage, which we don't have anymore. But that's no. my theory. No. Yeah. So yeah, I agree with you. I think all the links to the strikers are absolutely pointless at this point I don't believe in any mm-hmm. because unless something big happens with Lacquer or Bamiang which I don't mm-hmm. think is going to happen um, yeah. I don't think we touch it I think it's just trying to remove Willian and Eddie basically would you like Would you like one? well I would because I think one of the biggest issues we've got this season once everything's done and dusted all the ins all the outs is I still don't believe a Bamiang is the type of striker Mikel Arteta wants and I don't believe there's been enough points to, to look at and say, yes, he is. Look at him here. Mm. One or two games leads uh, at home. He's, he's, it's he's, not- got, he's got, he's got a year, mate. And it's, it's like you come out swinging or in the January. Yeah. We're telling you. Well, I think that's another reason Lacazette stays. I think Arteta is looking at this going, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. There's always the, the, the relationship is already on, on, you know, Rocky with the, mm. uh, you know, turning mm-hmm. up late, you know, mm-hmm. to drop your captain like that is a big thing. Right. So then you're saying, well, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play your central center forward. But if you, if you start playing like you were last season, Lacazette's there and he's coming in for you. He, he's already, he's already, just be honest, proven to me that the team works 
and plays better when Lacazette's the pivot point. 100%. We know we know we need a younger, fitter, faster, more agile model than Lacazette, but this this isn't the time for it. It's, it's just mm. not the time for it. We got too mm. much to do. We've already discussed, yeah. so it will be really. I, I have my my biggest concerns. The things that I don't think are going to happen is at the both ends of the pitch, biscuit hands and and old Lamborghini. You know what I mean? Like that. That's my concerns, right? Aubameyang, and and it's not as much with Aubameyang, a little bit, but it's more with how is Arteta? How is he making him the focal point? How is he making it work? The way he did it and it worked was having a lot of creators around him, right? Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Saka, boom, around him and everyone feeding, 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 running off. And that's what he's got. I presume that's what he's going to look to do again. The, the, the issue comes in there where I think Pepe is going to have mm. to play here. So it's, it's really difficult because, you know, obviously first game's Brentford and obviously, you know, doing a predicted lineup now, anything could happen and it's silly. But in your head, you're like, well, it's it's, it's Saka, Pepe, Aubameyang, isn't it? But yeah. like you said, if Lacazette, ready. La, yeah, Lacazette works better because I'm like, you can't play Aubameyang out wide anymore, you, and that's what he always said was his best position. I know. I'm not, like, but I'm like, you, not you unless he switches back to a back three. But he's just not got the legs anymore. Yeah, he's not he, yeah, he's he's not that guy. Do you know he's what? If he gives Lacazette a new contract. Because we always said Aubameyang's playing centre-forward, even if it was because we've given mm. him the big contract. But if he mm. gives him even an extension, they're on the same contract in the sense of time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 and then, then it becomes a very, who is your ideal person here for this year? And I think you start to question it. The hope is Aubameyang comes back to what he was. Mm. The concern is, he, he, we've not seen it under this manager, not in this position, not in the central centre-forward position. No. And that I think that's a that's a that's quite a big concern going into this season because like yes, you, Abamyang is going to start centre forward. So yeah, he has to. We, well, the, outla- we the outlay was too big to throw it away. Yep, I agree. You know, I know we keep saying they're brilliant at making themselves look stupid. Well, right. talking on that, when you're that good at making yourself look stupid, why not <laughs> film it? Why not? Why not film it? So yeah. we we are the next all or nothing, or as I like to say all or something because we get the conference <laughs> league uh, we could call it that um, but when you know why not show the circus so so we're feeling it are you uh, some fans are in out you know completely you know uproar about this you know they think it's a it's a you know calamity waiting to happen don't film this sort of stuff you shouldn't mm. do it I'm slightly surprised Arteta has approved it um, and I presume he's had some maybe he hasn't had a say in it I don't know but we're earning about 10 million for it so that should be the Onana fee sorted out and um, but what's your thoughts on it just quickly I'm in two minds about this a little bit yeah first and foremost I absolutely love football documentaries ever since I was young I've always liked them I've always found you know that side of football fascinating Um over the lockdown, I've watched pretty much all of them, except for them lot up the roads one, because I'm not really interested. What's the best one? See, I really enjoyed the Man City one. I've not watched that one. I've I've watched Leeds. I've watched the first series of the Leeds one. They did it all or nothing, did they? Yeah, yeah. Did they? they did. They did one on the first year Bielsa was there. Brilliant. And um, they didn't go up. And then they did two episodes on the second season. 
So that's I'm literally that's what I'm I've literally finished the first series where they didn't go up, and I'm just about to watch the second, and um, that was brilliant. I really I really enjoyed the Leeds one, and I, I sort of like the Sunderland one because the Sunderland one. <laughs> They had the guy come in in the second series, the new owner. Yeah, I've and, seen the Sunderland one. And, and he had the guy underneath him that I was like, "David Brent." Like, yeah, I'm like, "You are lit." Yeah. Where he's like, "Oh, I used to be a DJ," and uh, you know, yeah. "Oh yeah." I'm just like, "It was brilliant." It was brilliant. Like the biggest nerd <laughs> trying so, to act like, "Oh hi, I'm hip, I'm cool." Hi, young people. Like, I was just like, "Mate, you're you're an absolute yeah." Nerd. Like, what the are Sunderland you? Was but, really cool. but I. You got to a stage, like you said, like David Brent, you, you did feel for it. You were like, you were like, you wanted him to do well, even though he's a dick. It went completely. Yeah, yeah. You sort of warmed to him near the end because you're just like, oh, you are an absolute imbecile, but you're harmless, but you're just an idiot. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. It's going to be, so, oh, it's going to be a bit interesting, but yeah, it's something I mean, to look forward to once the season's been an absolute Yeah, trust. yeah. Like, of course I want to watch one about my own team and I, and they're so well shot and well done. But for me, I'm like, you, you talked about how you were so happy there's no distractions. And I'm like, now you, you're giving full access all areas documentary. I know. I'm like, that's a distract. I'm like, that is a distraction. That's where I'm in the two minds about it. Yeah. But we'll be using it as an excuse on weeks. They made one about the, they made one about the Rams, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yeah. So there's uh, the relationship. link. Yeah. And I'm like, this is going to be a propaganda. That's another thing. It's a propaganda piece for them. They're going to show like, you know, Josh or whoever on the phone on the deadline day trying. It's like, look how much he cares and how busy he is. You now he's going to have the two, maybe two phones, you know, a bit like uh, Malcolm Tucker, thick of it style, if you ever watch that. Yeah, because like, it starts right, in you, a couple of weeks. You, yeah. So yeah. you're going to see all the transfer window stuff and everything, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm, I'm fascinated, you know. I, 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 I do. I love, I, I love football documentaries. I love documentaries in general. I would yeah. rather watch a documentary over... Mainly yeah. other stuff, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm slightly biased, but it's, I hope and pray because they normally have fans in it. I'm not praying that I'm in there. But let's I get down you, to one of those open but, training sessions. But I, but there's fans that I don't want involved in there. So yeah, that's a real might. problem. I don't. Hopefully that's the first thing were, I thought of. But they've you already got to, too big. They've already got too big of a platform for me. He's so. on the phone oh. right now, though, isn't he? He's going. Hey, oh. hey, need someone. I'll be in there. I'll be in there holding <laughs> Tavares's dog. Whatever you need. Because it's because uh, it's, it's club affiliated, and that and the clubs distance themselves way more from them than they ever have in the past. I cannot go down that. I don't think they're going to be involved. So fingers crossed. Then it'll be a real problem. Um, Last thing, because we will, we're going to plan doing these once every 10 days as the transfers progress. We didn't start it because literally nothing happened. So I was like, well, when are we going to start back? I don't start back when nothing's happening. Feels like things are starting to move. There's nothing concrete, but we've given Mm. you our. This is more cheerful. You know, as the season got more miserable, we didn't want to come on. Yeah, it's much more cheerful during the summer yeah. window this podcast generally well, I didn't want to be waking up at 6 o'clock in the morning when we've lost every week it weren't it weren't for me <laughs> no, no, we to, and I, uh, it was really I still haven't got the curtains yeah there you go Sunny. my eyes would have melted um, by then England prediction for the score will Saka start go ahead 
I think we're going to play the five, so I don't think he starts. Sadly, I, w- I want I want to go for it. I think we haven't been in a final like you said for fifty five years. I try not to swear, but you know, have a have a go, have a go. Yeah, we've got to the final. Southgate's gonna gonna sit back, though, isn't he? You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's coming home. But if we if we did, I would rather lose valiantly. Like let's lose and have a go. You got yeah, to a final. Yeah. You've it's already a achieved one. getting to a final. So your score? What's your score? What's your score? I'm going to go England two one. England two one. I'm going to say we win on penalties. I think it'll be a penalty win. It'll be a, a you know for Southgate. You got to think about it. I mean, you got to think about the it full circle right there. I, I think, I think, I think um, if it's not done within the 90 minutes, ain't happening. Well, do you know what? I disagree there. The reason I disagree is when I watch Italy and England, I think there's a lot of positions that, that like central midfield, for example, that Italy are, are far superior to us. I mean, it's worrying when you look at their quality in there against Declan Rice and Calvin Phillips, you know, with all due respect. But what I do think we have is I think we have a better squad. So I think if we're still in the game where it's like 60 or 70 minutes and it's like nil-nil or something, I think we'll take them because we've got, Likely, we've got Grealish, Foden, maybe even Saka just sitting on the bench waiting to come on and tear things up. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's that Rashford. We've got a lot of options from the bench. And I, I'm, I've watched them quite a lot. I'm not sure they've got that many. Obviously, Locatelli sitting on the bench for them, but not quite the same. Like, they don't have the attacking firepower from the bench that I'm seeing. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit of a Balotti fan, but he uh, looks like he had a bit of a... <laughs> Bit of, he, yeah. he liked his carbs a bit too yeah, much yeah, before always used to get praised a lot because he was really good on Pro Evo, but he ain't cut the mustard really. Uh, Pro, it's, it's outdated Pro Evo. It's coming back now a little bit. Yeah, so okay, I'll go 1 1 and win on pens. And I'll say Saka. I'm going to hope that Saka starts. It'd be a huge thing if he starts. Amazing if he starts. Mm. Um, mm. So I'm going to say he starts. And I'm, my only hope for it is obviously England to win and yeah. um, Kane not to score, to be honest. But um, <laughs> anyone but him. But I'll, I'll take it either way. I mean, it's England, so it's fine. It would be quite funny if Kane's first trophy is not for Tottenham, to be honest. So that would be even more funny, to be honest. But yeah. Sterling's been fantastic. Player of the tournament for England at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, Italy obviously have a few options there. Chiesa has been very good and their, and their fullback who got Achilles rupture was very good. Yeah. And, and Verratti's come back really good though against Spain. Mm. He was a bit off, wasn't he? But, but, um, but yes, I mean, it's been, been some good players. So it's been a great tournament as well. So it's been very exciting. Great to not watch Arsenal or be invested <laughs> too heavily in anything. Um, but now, of course, I'm, you know, diehard England fan as much as I ever have been so going to win yeah. it and it's coming home James it's been good it's been we're going to focus in as we make a couple of transfers I'm convinced within the next 10 days two will be announced I think you are too we'll come yeah. back in we'll discuss them discuss the the Scottish part of our tour and um, see how we're doing in pre-season and evaluate that pay the 30 quid online fee to watch pre-season games through a laptop they're a yeah. joke isn't they 10 million from Amazon and they can't let us watch free pre-season games I mean got to supplement that non-Europe income somehow mate unbelievable <laughs> you wait it's just the start of it isn't it it's just yeah um, well I'm looking at it going right Rangers playing blue so that third kit we ain't going to be wearing in that game um, uh, it's the hips oh. 
Oh, and the new home the shirt. Home kit's released yeah, on the got, 13th. Yeah, home, well, I'm, I'm not giving any money to the club. New home shirt's out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Well, you got to die. I you always watch, buy the shirts. You watch October, November. There's going to be a new retro drop as well. Yeah, retro drop in October. That's get yeah. me in. Pride That's one get in me December. In. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it's all there for Hell's back. Uh, <laughs> Hello again, Arsenal. Uh, uh, all that stuff. All right, no. mate. It's been a good chat. Thank you for listening, tuning in. Find us at Purely Arsenal on uh, YouTube. We've got a link that we send out a YouTube link. You can see our faces, or you listen on all of your podcast apps, um, iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud and all that sort of stuff. I think we're on everything. Thanks to Anthony. <laughs> miss you, Mike. Miss you, uh, Neil. Happy birthday. We'll be back in ten days or so. Thank you very much. Um, let's stop. Recording. How do we do that? Uh, Bye.